Hey Radio Nonsense listeners, if your grotty bleaters, sorry, grown-ups, want to help support this podcast, then they can sign you up to the Linda Edition via Apple Podcasts or Acast Plus. The Linda Edition is a version of this very show where adverts appear as often as Linda does, which is never. Yes, including this annoying advert at the beginning. You'll also get the podcast a whole day earlier than everyone else, and you never know, if enough people sign up, there might be bonus content too. Get those grotty bleaters to hit the button on Apple Podcasts, or find the confusing link in the podcast blurb to do it on Acast+. Plus. Linda? You hear that, Linda? You have your own edition of the show, Linda? You are listening to... Comedy Club for Kids presents... Dearest listeners, and of course, uh, Moosest listeners, and Elkest listeners, and Antilopest listeners, anyway, you get what I mean, Um, do I have a special show for you this week. Um, Welcome to Radio Nonsense, the official comedy club for kids podcast for all ages from... (laughs) to... And everything in between. And this week, well, you might remember that last week, a very kind listener called Ben, thanks Ben, reviewed this show as the best podcast in existence, which is so lovely of him. Um, But I did decide, after sort of mentioned that last week, to look up podcasts that don't exist to see if there was such a thing, or rather wasn't such a thing. Yeah, it's very confusing. Anyway, today's show comes at you from... Look, quiet, Peter, I'm recording. Yes, I know it's hard for you to understand, as when you record, you don't actually record because none of this exists, but come on, right? Sorry, everyone, that's Peter. He's a huge griffin. Uh, Because, yes, today's show comes at you from the Comedy Club for Myths HQ, uh, which is on top of an ancient mystical mountain um, that is in the region. Actually, I can't really tell you because it's not actually there and it's very complicated to find and it kind of involves getting a really old map and then looking off the sides of the map and then somewhere else entirely it took me all of last wednesday and i really wouldn't recommend it but it is very lovely here and it's a great gang that do the comedy club for myths podcast uh fable eo lawson's um there's millie she's a centaur and has done some brilliant episodes on whether centaurs like herself should wear one pair of trousers or two or none uh, and then there's medusa i will turn you to stone yeah she's a right laugh um nessie is over there and then there's steve yeti uh, the mermaids the unicorns Riddle me this. What is rubbish in the morning, rubbish in the afternoon, and the rubbish at night? Oh, here we go. It's you! You're so rubbish! <laughs> you silly, pathetic human head with a human body! What a weirdo! <laughs> um, that is Phil Sphinx. Ah, I mean, you name it, it's here. Except for the weird creatures with no names. Uh, you can't name them. Um, but it's nice to visit and see their podcast set up, despite all the, the, the Sphinx chat, which is really annoying. But apart from that, um, you know, their podcast setup's fascinating. It's like three witches stirring a whirlpool into a cauldron, and then everyone just sort of gathers around and shouts into it, and it somehow releases an episode, which seems a lot easier than all the editing I have to do for this show. I'm not sure I can get three witches at an online shop, or quite where I'd put them in Comedy Club for Kids HQ, but I'm definitely going to look when I get home. 
It's such a shame, though, that no one knows how to listen to the Comedy Club Myths podcast uh, because it can only be whispered from person to person or retold around a campfire, and apparently those don't count as downloads. So I'm going to try and help them work out how to get on Apple Podcasts and sites like that. I like apples! Yes, uh, thanks, Pegasus. That's not what I meant. Uh, before I do that, though, let me check uh, admin, uh, if there's any admin to say on, on this week's Radio Nonsense. Um, annoyingly, my laptop turned into a cursed book when I arrived, so I'm going to have to open it up to check what I need to say. Um, <coughs> yeah, that is really annoying. I'm not going to do that again. Ah, oh, now it's on fire. This place is very, very silly indeed. Well, um, in that case, just let me remind you that if you want to learn about real facts, not like any of this myth lot, then there's still time to enter our competition to win a free six-month subscription to Britannica magazine. Um, all you have to do is send in your favourite weird or funny facts by June the 30th, and I will pick three winners. Uh, it's for UK listeners only, I'm afraid, so if you do live on a mystical mountain, then uh, I'm really sorry, but you can't apply. <laughs> Yeah, sorry everyone. It is a very fun magazine full of brilliant articles about things like how to discover your own dinosaur. No, it doesn't just say uh, call for your grown-ups or check where they are. Come on, that's just cheeky now. Come on. Uh, it's also got quizzes, puzzles and more. So do get your chattering shabaroons, I'm sorry, grown-ups, to help you email us at podcast at comedyclub4kids.co.uk with your favourite weird or funny facts. And you could win. And of course, uh, you can also get in touch with any questions you need answering. And we do need some more. So please, please do get sent them in so we can make more episodes um also if you want to send us jokes or anything else you want to tell us and don't forget too to check out comedyclubforkids.store full of our radio nonsense t-shirts and our brilliant book on how you two can learn to do stand-up comedy and again we send those all over the world you can order them uh, unless of course you are on a mythical mountain um on top of a lake made of snakes yeah i mean it's just i think it's just hard to deliver there isn't it i don't really know how the postman can get across that river it's complicated. I don't know what the delivery costs would be. Anyway, uh, how do the Comedy Club for Myths do the bit where you introduce the importantest part of the show? Uh, that's why I haven't asked them. Uh, sirens, can you help? Any ideas? No, I couldn't understand that at all. And in fact, I feel a bit, uh, I feel a bit woozy after that. Oh, so um, you have a listen to this while I have a sit down on this giant toadstool. He's smoking. He's told us the way. Joining me on this week's show is none other than Ellery Morgan, who you may know as Ellery, world's arch nemesis of celery, El Morganiono, or as she's known in Bulgaria, Champion Podrebolia. But of course, all of our listeners will know you as the greatest brick racer in town, creator of head shoes, the innovative shoe, but for the top end of your body. And most famously, you not once, but twice, not but thrice, 632 times have helped the brightest cows go to Mooniversity. So Ellery, it's, it's a joy to have you on the show thank you thank you for having time to come and chat um you know what i clearly have an incredibly busy busy schedule so you are very lucky to have me yes You're very lucky to have me well i feel i feel lucky i mean i know we're, we're, we're really squeezed for time aren't we because you, you just you've sandwiched this in with have you you've got lots of the stuff on today haven't you is this yeah, yeah, yeah. between yeah. racing bricks which let me tell you takes takes time it's yeah, not a fast yeah. race those things are dense and heavy between that and educating cows which isn't as easy as it looks, mm. isn't, isn't as easy as it looks. They're a very peaceful, placid creature, but they haven't got a massive sort of propensity to want to learn about maths and Latin. Sure. 
It's interesting you say because you make both brick racing look incredibly easy and I think you make educating cows look very easy. And so it's interesting for you to say that, that it's not and that brick racing does take a lot of time. Um, let's start with the brick racing for a second. What, what do you have to do to really get a brick race ready, I guess? Shall I, shall I tell you the, the way I make it look easy? Just some inside tips here. Always start at the top of the hill. Ah, brilliant. Always start at the top of the hill. Mm. That's the best way. Don't be go Some people go start at the bottom and they want to go up. And I say, no, start at the top, aim for the bottom. That's Unlike brilliant. the rest of life with brick racing, you want to be going downhill. Yeah, that's really sharp. And I mean, and is that, I mean, that sounds like a pretty important factor. Are there other important factors? Like if you paint a go faster stripe on a brick, does that help? Almost, almost not at all. Right, right, sure. Okay. It doesn't stop me from doing it. Sure. But let me tell you, barely any difference in results once you've painted them. Right. And is if there anything, anything is the there anything extra can... weight of the paint, it makes them even heavier. Right. It's not. <laughs> this might be where I've been going wrong. I was just heavily painting my bricks and then sort of yeah. trying to, to push them along a flat surface. And it wasn't. No, really... what you want to do is try and get as much weight off that brick as possible. Right, right. Because the other thing I was trying was like seeing if like you needed a lure. So like, I had a little carrot on a stick and they didn't go for that. You know, no. like, like something to try and get them to, to go faster. But no, 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 they can't be bribed a brick. Right. They can't, incredibly moral object. <laughs> right, right. They won't that's... be bribed. In fact, sometimes they'll really kick back against that and start to shuffle back up the hill. Oh, no. Right. Well, this is where I mean, I haven't, you know, I can't claim to have tried it more than once or twice, uh, partly in seeing that, you know, how well you did it. And, uh, you know, you're an inspiration, I think, to many. Um, and, and these tips hopefully will help some of the listeners brick race properly. But I, I obviously saw that you'd done it and I thought, well, maybe I can just, you know, I've, I've seen a brick before. There's a brick or two around the area in in the <laughs> wild near where I live. You know, um, there's some, you know, there's some urban bricks, there's some rural bricks. I didn't know the mm -hmm. difference. I just sort of picked one up and, and went for it, but it wasn't very successful, uh, unfortunately. Mm, I found I found that um, urban bricks um, are a little tougher, mm. so they've got more endurance. The country bricks they can be a bit whimsical for my liking for a race. Yeah, a bit too whimsical for a race. Hard to gather them up and get them going, you know. Uh. So your knowledge is, is, is absolutely amazing. I mean, this is why you're an expert. You know, this is one of the reasons we've got you on the podcast. Um, and, and, and you know, just and just briefly, you know, that the cows and, and educating mm. them, as I said, you make that look very easily. Is, is there a subject that's particularly difficult to teach cows if they want to kind of go to university or moon, moon university, sorry, uh, to start? To, to get to moon, yeah, moon university, mm. if you will. Thank you. Mm, sorry, um, sorry. Th they're, not they're not brilliant at other languages or any language. Right. If I'm honest with you, I feel like they understand more than they let on. Mm. It's a very one way conversation, you know, in Spanish with a cow. Sure. Sure. How do you cows speak to cows from, you know, presumably you're dealing with cows predominantly in Wales or do you deal with cows all over the, the world? Mainly Wales. Sometimes we get in some, you know, we'll get some in like a, an exchange program. Mm. And we might get in some like Spanish fighting bulls. Right. Yeah. Right. Once a an elk from Canada actually managed to sort of slip through the net. We had him for a while, but we had to wow. get rid. He was upsetting all the others. Oh, that's a shame. Was was he keen to learn or or not so much? 
he he wasn't so keen to learn and also just the massive sort of cultural dissonance was really hard between yeah. the elks and the cows they had very little to teach each other that's very sad that's very sad you know you'd kind of hope that that, that these kind of big uh, what would you say, Frisian species? I don't know what you call it, kind of call the cow family, but that you'd, you'd I, I assume elks are part of the cow family. Maybe, maybe I'm being terribly cowish. Megafauna. Here. You know what? We did an exchange program with some water buffalo a few oh, months ago, and nice. that went down incredibly oh, well. Lovely, lovely. Mm. Yeah. Cow aquatics. Lots of cow aquatic classes. Oh. They loved it. They love the synchronized swimming. Cows love. You'd think they love it more than you imagine. That's lovely. Finding to a hear. Sw- finding a swimming pool large enough was tricky, <laughs> well, but they had a great time. Yeah, I'm glad. I mean, that is that. Yeah, that would have been one of my questions as well because they're, they're sort of called water buffalo, but they have to. You can't just put them in a glass of water. They won't. They won't fit in that. You know. No, no, no. You could put a glass of water on them, but they will not get in one. Yes, yes. Yeah, so it's quite tricky. It's quite tricky. Sort of. Yeah. It's a lot of things like that, isn't it? Like watermelons, quite too big to fit in a glass of. Well, unless you really squish them, you know. But you sort of think if you put water at the front, then maybe you can have a cup of them, but you can't. Yeah. Is this a is this a good point or a or a completely insane point that you're making? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a very good. Well, you know, again, you're the expert. I I, I mean, I, I I put it to you know. I think judging by the way you've reacted to it, maybe it's maybe it is. <laughs> Something that I've been overanalyzing uh, and and probably should stop <laughs> trying to put water buffalo in cups. And that may be why I get in trouble at the zoo uh, as well. That probably explains <laughs> it. So, yeah. Yeah, come to think of it, that's definitely, definitely why I get in trouble at the zoo. Well, well, look, anyway, you know, how, how are you in between the sort of uh, brick racing and, 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 and cow training? Are, are you well? Are you good? I'm very good. And you know, you mentioned in the beginning, the celery thing. Did mm. you know that my my nickname for years was Celery? Was it? Because they couldn't say my name. They couldn't say Alari. So they call me Celery instead. Well, you see, which I, I don't think is that similar. Well, I was going to say, I and I said your name wrong at the top there. So is it Alari? Is that right? It's Alari. Yeah, right. perfect. Right. But, I, but uh, people would call me Celery. They should at least gone for Celeri, shouldn't they? And then it would have been yeah, like Celeriac. Yeah, yes, that would have been closer. That's yeah. like calling you Tiernan and then being like, "Well, that's tricky." Uh, Blamange. Yeah, which I'm a bit upset. Like, what, the kids used to at school have difficulty trying to find words that rhymed with my name, so I just get called like Birnan or Wiernan, and and I'd have to sort of <laughs> confront them and go, "But what is that?" And then they'd go, "I don't know," and then they'd leave it, and that was sort of it was too difficult was for them. Yeah. Yeah. What rhymes with Tiernan? Very little. Spearman. Very little. Spearman mints. Spearman mints. Yeah. Cinnamon. Cinnamon. No, not really. It's it's hard. They used. To, I mean, what they used to do is break it down into so it'd be something to do with nans or nan bread or uh, tears or, or you know. So they they'd have to break it down. It became overly. I don't think it works when it becomes overly complicated. That's true. I used to get um, smellery. Yeah, that's brutal. That's yeah. hard. But it's, you know what, what do you expect when you spend your weekends with water buffalo and and Frisians? That's hard. That is hard. I mean, and I had a friend pool. at school, Louis, and he was always Louis the Pooey. Uh, and that's, <laughs> I mean, and that's just gonna, that's it, isn't it? You can't, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And even Louis sounds that. like a toilet. So it's always like, if there are any Louis listening, I just want you to know that I'm not, I hope you're not going through this. My <laughs> friend Louis was quite upset about it for a while. Yeah. 
That's amazing because I know for a fact lots of my friends when they have babies they sit down and they think right we need to make sure we give our baby a name that cannot be turned into a nickname but as proof they'll turn any name into a nickname. Mm, yeah, nothing People is People did it with Tiernan. Invincible. Sort of they cried. Yeah. Yeah, they tried. They tried. tried Being and still a bit, you know, especially when you're a kid and beer isn't great. Like sort of, when you're older, it's beer's great. It's fine. But when you're a kid, it's like <laughs> I don't want to be a, a beer nan, a nan that drinks <laughs> beer. Yeah. So you know, that's fair. Did you mind being like compared to celery? Because I, I quite like celery, and celery is very good for you, um, and sometimes a bit chewy, but it's very good for you. So, you know, I know some people don't like celery. Did you find it? How were you with the comparison? I I didn't mind it at all. I think celery is very unoffensive. Mm. I think uh, well-priced. Yes. And a bit fresh, which is how I like to describe myself. Yes. Yeah. And it's not unlike a sort of little person because it's often got the fluffy bits at top like hair. And then it's a sort of yes. stick. So it's sort of, you know, if you drew a little face on a, on a, on a celery. It'd it looks look like, like that Muppet. What's the Muppet with the... Beaker. Um, beaker. Yeah. Yeah. Healthy beaker. I, weirdly, I find that more offensive than the celery. I think I'd rather be compared to a celery than a yeah, tall, that's... hairy man. Who, who just goes, meh, meh, meh. Yeah, that's, yeah, that would be... Um, <laughs> yeah, that's fair, actually. I think celery's a nicer com- comparison. That's fair. Yeah, I like celery. Wow, wow, well, I mean, this is because I, I, I was, I was going to ask what your, your is it is is brick racing and cow uh, educating that you've got on today. Uh, gen, generally, though, life's all right. Is because you're in are you in deepest Wales or you in not not as deep Wales? Whereabouts are you? Oh, what's deep Wales versus not deep Wales? I'm not sure. You'll I don't know. I know in Wales there's the big pit, which I've been to. That's quite deep, isn't it? Oh, have you? <laughs> yeah, I have. It was a very... Well, I say it was unexciting. It was actually quite good, but there was a bit where... Because for, for listeners, if you haven't been to a big pit, it is basically a very deep uh, former coal mine. And there is a bit when you're in it, when they just turn off all the lights, and then you go, I think that's the darkest I've ever been, like, in, in a room. Yeah. And, it's, and it's actually quite scary. And then they start telling you about, like, oh, there were rats here, and they would bite people, and there was all this. And I'm like, oh, I t- can I go upstairs now, please? I don't like it. I uh, every I went to Big Pit in the way that every single school child in Wales goes to the Big Pit for a day, and we still don't know why. Like that was our day out, just to go to a very big pole. Yeah. And I didn't realise it wasn't normal until I met children <laughs> who went to other schools in England, and they were like, "We went to like hide. We went to like." Um, a Techniquest or we went to the, you know, the Millennium <laughs> Dome for a day out. Or we we went to the British Museum. Where did you yeah. go, Larry? Oh, a very big hole. <laughs> Which is very funny. I mean, you know, obviously, uh, you know, there's there are historical contexts, but it's still just a big hole. Like for kids, it's not it's that exciting to just go and see a big hole. Unless, like, maybe there should be opportunities for the kids. It's like, okay, kids, here's a big hole. Here's six million marbles. Fill, fill it. Fill the pit yes. up with marbles or something, you know. Make it make it exciting. Yeah. But I think this, I find it really, in, where, where did you grow up? Did you grow up in a city or did you grow up in a village? Yeah, I'm a like, city boy. I grew up in, in North London in a, a lovely area called Finsbury Park. Oh, lovely. Okay, it's, so I... It's not a particularly I, lovely area. <laughs> <laughs> I think when you go, when you grow up in cities, it's very easy for school trips to go, okay, let's go 20 minutes and we'll go to, mm. for example, the London Zoo. 
Whereas I did, I, I suppose I did grow up in deepest, darkest Wales. I can tell you that the three school trips I went on, one was to the big pit, as we've established, just a hole. The second one uh, was to a man's front garden because he had a water feature. <laughs> wow. Just had a water feature. That was it. Also, we found out uh, during it, I don't think this was part of it, and I think the teachers were slightly unnerved by the man, we found out he absolutely despised moles because he gave us an hour, an hour long lecture once he showed us the water fountain about how awful moles are. Wow. Yeah, wow. that was it. Bought out all his tools he used for tackling them, which was just a stick and a big net. Yeah, that's amazing. Do you think he's probably not gone to Big Pit for fear that like giant moles live there? <laughs> Maybe. Is Big Pit actually just the biggest mole hill of all? It could, it could be. It could be. I love that this man was like, right, kids are here. Let's educate them on what they really need to know, which is that moles are awful. Moles. Moles are awful. And none of us really cared either way about moles. <laughs> we were just there to see the water feature. The third place we went to was my farm. My parents are farmers. They just went back to my house. So I had to go to my house. And then when the school day had ended, they wouldn't let me stay. I had to get back on the bus to go to school <laughs> <laughs> to then walk back to my farm. Wow. That is really annoying. That is, could you really not have just let yourself, you weren't of an age where you could have just let yourself in and then and then they couldn't have got you back out to take you to school? You'd be like, well, I've locked my no, door. No, they said, we're really sorry, Larry. We have to, we've we've done the, like, um, the register. We need to do the register when we're back at school. We can't have a child go missing. Went, okay. Wow. Those are our three school trips. I bet yours were better. That is, I mean, that, yeah, I mean, that, that is amazing. There's, there's a, it must have been very weird having children go around your home and did, did you have to guide them around or did they get a guided tour by someone else that you didn't know i wasn't allowed to guide them around the teacher did and i was like i think i know this house better than me yeah wow but it could have been quite i mean i, I suppose there must have been elements of fun where a teacher could say you know here's where this and this happens you'd be like no it isn't rubbish no. and they can't have a go at you for speaking up because you know the truth it's your it was home my property yeah and if you, you should have, um, did you only get to do that once? Go around your own farm. Only, well, I, I don't think, I don't think my snare with farm thrilled the school board enough for them <laughs> to want to go back. It'd just be great. Like if you knew that other classes, younger kids were going after you, you could set up traps. You could have set up little signs, uh, oh, like things saying brilliant. like, you know, Mrs. Smith is a poo face or whatever. Or just like different <laughs> signs to like catch teachers out. You could have, you could have had some of your trained cows uh oh. talk to you know there's um it feels like there was an opportunity for mischief there it could, i could have booby trapped the place like home yeah. alone yes absolutely and then oh, those kids would have gone flying or fallen in uh pit yeah we keep thinking keep coming back to pits i think it's on my mind <laughs> um you know there yeah, it's it's yeah i think i think if there are listeners hearing this and and school kids come around and do a tour of your home Definitely, no. Maybe you shouldn't booby trap it. I'm thinking about this. Actually, I could get Listen, could get one. people in a lot of trouble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a shame. I was going to do a shout out and say if there are any children in, you know, Talabon Primary School, and they're being forced to go to a farm, you need to booby trap that up. Get those teachers in a slurry pit. Get them in a slurry pit. I mean, yeah, that is definitely. Um, I mean, that would be the talk of talk of the school forevermore. <laughs> 
that you've had to take, like a teacher's had to get on the bus absolutely covered head to toe. Head to toe in cow poo. Wow. Wow. So grim. So grim. Well, um, <laughs> you know, it, thank you for, yeah, thank you for having time to be on this podcast. Uh, you know, I've got to, um, firstly, this is an audio podcast. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. I don't know if you know how much you know, but this is audio. So most of our listeners will be listening to this, as I always say, hopefully with their ears, but they may listen with their bums or their elbows or their knees. I don't want to discriminate <laughs> how people listen. You know, it's up to them, really. Um, and because it's audio... <laughs> Uh, I just wanted to check if you had a favourite noise that you could either tell us about or, or possibly even do for us. A favourite noise. Okay, I can only really rarely do that. I've got two noises that I love. Mm-hmm. One I can rarely do. I'm sure you've seen this before. It's where you blow up your cheeks and you purse your lips and you pop your finger in and you make a popping noise. I love that one so much. Oh, I'm not great at eh? it. Oh, I, I, that was a fat noise. That was my favorite noise. That was a bit of air escaping from my face drum. Right. It's really um, hard. It's. Oh, that yeah, there you one. go. Perfect. That was a perfect one. Yeah, that was great. See, I, I actually can't do it. So I'm in awe. I'm in awe of your ability to do it. I've tried for years and years and years. It just, just doesn't work. You can't do it. No. Do you I accidentally can't. do the fart noises as well? I, I only ever do the fart noises and then just end up with sort of like getting spit everywhere and it's horrible. You, you've got lovely big cheeks though. I thought you'd be able to fill them loads with that. No, no. It's, I, there's a dimple on one and I wonder if that sort of ruins oh. the uh, the airflow. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the dimple mutes the sound a little bit. It might be. It might be like, say if you've got a trumpet or someone and then someone like treads on it and then it just can only go... <laughs> You know, yeah, that's that's what it might be. <laughs> it's a good noise, though. That it's a good, it's a good, Thank and also, you. has it got? Uh, you know, can you apply it in real life? There's, there must be some nice moments when people have got like a, a bottle of fizzy pop and they think it's closed, and then you make the noise and they think, oh no, it might have opened. Oh no, it hasn't. So much mischief to be had with yeah. this noise. <laughs> Unfortunately, as you've seen with me, it takes three or four attempts. So I think, but they're like this, this yeah. fizzy pop, there's something worse than it being opened here. That's fair. Yes, that's fair. Especially with the the, ras- the farting noises in the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like, we've fair. got more to worry about than being <laughs> opened at this point. The pop is farting. Something's wrong. That's very fair. That's very fair. And what was it? You said you had a second noise as well. I can, I can do an amazing impression of a squeaky toy. Okay. I've, I've actually stood back. I tried to stand back from the computer, but the microphone is attached to my face, so it's going to be just as loud. Sorry. Ha <laughs> ha! Whoa. Quite good. That is very good. Ha! <laughs> like a goose. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that went wrong. It's touch and go on if I can do these. Ha! <laughs> that is very good. That is very good. Is squeaky toy or a goose in the wind? Oh, I mean, I'd I'd say there's not a lot of difference between the two. Um, I think potentially, yeah, potentially goose in the wind. But I think there's also definitely that like someone's just trodden. It's very much like someone's trodden on a squeaky toy. I'd say. Yeah, a massive squeaky toy because I'm I've got um I'm, to be honest I'm a baritone. Right, right. If I was a soprano, I think it would sound. It's like a imagine the world's biggest squeaky toy. <laughs> wow, which a lot of people would step on because it'd be huge. They would probably wouldn't have a choice. Yeah, you'd want to dive. 
dive and belly flop on it, wouldn't you? That'd be, you could put it in the big pit, you see, and then that's where that's where we go, and everyone, and then and then it becomes a, just a big area for people to dive and create that lovely sound. See, that would be lovely. Mm. Not a, a black hole where they talk about rats. No, exactly. No, exactly. Which would be which would be horrid. Is it? Do you have a squeaky toy in my? in mind when you when you do the noise are you sort of envisaging this is a, a squeaky uh, a duck or perhaps a, i'm i'm else? imagining a a giant and i'm talking of a 20 foot tall um uh brown bear oh lovely but friendly but massive yeah smiling but huge yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's, i think it's well also i like that you put the friendly that it's very hard for a squeaky toy to be unfriendly i think because i, I don't think you could be sort of angry or aggressive if you're a squeaky toy and you had a point to make and all you could do is go uh-huh everyone's <laughs> be like what's that meant to be you know. shall i try shall i try an aggressive squeaky toy sound please please do okay <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's actually just quite creepy, but that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's an angry squeaky toy. You don't want to wow. mess with that one. My goodness. I think if, if any if anyone comes across a squeaky toy that makes that noise, they, they need to leave it well alone. Don't well, be don't be squeaking it. No, don't Get leave it alone. Yeah, yeah. Just run 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 like the wind. <laughs> yeah, run like a goose in the wind. Wow. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that was those are amazing noises thank you so much um and and the other thing i have to ask you of course this is a family friendly podcast it's suitable for people of all possible ages that you can imagine can you can you imagine an age can i imagine an age yeah um yeah the age i'm imagining in mm. is is 204 Oh, lovely. Yes, we're totally suitable for 204-year-olds. In in fact, the only age it's not suitable for is 100. It's a long story. But if there's any 100-year-olds oh, really? listening, they need to back away and stop it. We've had words about this on the show before. But generally, every other age, including the one you imagined, this show is absolutely suitable for. Um, and, and so, I, Yeah, completely. For, for every, yeah. like, from minus six all the way to sort of six billion, and four, you know, immortals, really. But, um, uh, but uh, well, from minus six to 99, and then... 101 or yeah, do you have then, to be out of the hundreds no no you can jump 101 as soon as a hundred year old becomes 101 they can listen again it's it's a very it's very com like i don't want that to, the whole we could talk about this for hours there's a lot of reasons they've done a lot to upset okay. me and the podcast and <laughs> and frankly I, they get a letter that. from the queen they don't need they don't need a podcast you know like they've got their own things going on anyway look so what i'm saying is it's suitable <laughs> for all ages apart from 100 especially 204 and and oh, i just good. wondered if there were going to be um if there are any rude words that you definitely won't be saying that's what i need to know okay rude words i won't be saying mm -hmm. uh bum flaps oh probably, probably won't be saying that no don't say bum flaps no shouldn't no. say bum flaps please don't say bum flaps yeah i do enjoy saying it yeah but i won't say bum i won't say bum flaps yeah, I think I, I can see why you'd enjoy it's it's a very satisfying word to say bum flaps, but but I don't I wouldn't ever want anyone to say it on a podcast that is suitable for, for all age. It's you know, it's quite it's it's quite offensive, isn't it? I don't think I've heard yeah. anything quite so awful as bum flaps in in my life. It's pretty bad. You know who loves saying it? Hundred year olds, I heard. Yeah, you're not wrong, and that is another reason why I don't want anyone saying bum flaps on this podcast, because it will draw them in. 
a bit, a bit like, a <laughs> like, bit like how, yeah. a <laughs> well, a bit like, well, like bricks can't be bribed. Hundred year olds, they hear, they hear bum flaps. They will, they will travel for hundreds and hundreds of miles. Even though yeah. often, and I don't mean to generalize, often hundred year olds hearing isn't great. But that is one, one word that comes through crystal clear wherever they are. If you, I've heard, if you uh, like on the on the um, on a waning moon, if you stand on top of a mountain at a waning mm. moon and you get a big horn like the Horn mm. of Gondor. And just once, you just need to say it once, bum flaps. Mm, mm. And that'll echo through the valleys. And then you'll hear a rumbling in the distance. What's that? A million hundred year olds on mobility scooters. Yes. Uh, yes. Ugh. It's just... It, all making their way to you. And they just, yeah, and they'd be out to ruin this podcast. It, I mean, again, I wonder if, coming back to early conversation, the trick here is you do that from the middle of Big Pit but maybe you've got a helicopter escape route and then you lure the hundred year olds into the big pit and you fly into away and then I don't <gasps> know, just put a little lid on top or something. That's, I mean, that's a brilliant idea and not a little lid. It would be an incredibly, it'd be a big, lid incredibly a big, big lid. Lid. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I don't want to squish them. I don't want, you know, I'm not saying I want harm to come to hundred year olds. It's just that they have, that, you know, they're, they're a constant source of nonsense, sort of not nonsense. We like nonsense here. They're, they're sort of irritation. They like to complain a lot. And, and, and frankly, you know, this show is not for them. 101 year olds. Delightful. Absolutely lovely. Oh, Send me lovely. some of the nicest letters. But, um, you know, 99 year olds, again, really thoughtful people. But just it's a hunt. Yeah. So, look, anyway, I, I think it's a thing of thinking, oh, I'm 100. I'm, I'm just I'm the big dog. I'm the big Charlie Big Potato. And it's like you're not right. <laughs> just because you got three numbers in your in your age doesn't mean you're, you know, yeah. That da- daddy legend does it so so anyway you know i'm just saying well yeah um please you won't be saying bum flaps thank you for not saying i won't say bum flaps okay and uh please don't say bum flaps as well yeah we'll try not to i'll try my thank hardest you. thank you very much well um I've, now, the reason I've got you here, obviously, I mean, it's, it's lovely to have you here anyway in your busy schedule. But the reason I've got you here is we've got um, we've been sent in two questions from and I'll read you this person's name uh, as as it was emailed to me. So they they put their name as from the 50 percent and then they put the Scottish flag emoji and 50 percent. And then they put the English flag emoji and they said the one and only Sir Poopington Fartworthy. <laughs> and that was that's their that's what they said their name was um and they also put ps the angry poo is my favorite emoji ever 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 but they didn't put that in the email so i'm like they don't is want me to a... see their favorite one what's what's that all about i didn't know there was an angry poo emoji me either i thought there was a happy poo emoji i thought there was a happy poo emoji mm. is there an angry one maybe it's this a secret land of emojis that we're not uh, we don't have access to just really unhappy ones. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to see an angry poo because uh, <laughs> having had angry poos in my life, I don't think I'd want to. They're not normally fun to sort of look at. Uh, I think I would have more use for an angry poo emoji than a happy poo emoji. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because, it, yeah, similarly, there's not, there's not many times where you really want a happy poo either. You know. Like, no, not really. No. But I, I think you could use the angry poo emoji as a warning or a threat. Yes. Yes. Like, you you better stop doing that or I'll... You, these moles need to go away or I'll, what, leave an angry poo? No, that's, that's quite horrible. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what you... <laughs> How would you use it as a threat? <laughs> I'd just be like, you carry on with your day's work and keep your head down. Otherwise, angry, angry poo. poo. Yeah, Otherwise, that's angry poo. scary. 
think that so. is quite scary. Yeah, yeah. I think that noise you made earlier of the the angry squeaky toy would be it's a very good angry poo noise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There's the angry poo. Well, there you go. That's Sir Peepington Fartworthy will be delighted uh, that you uh, is Sir as well. So you know it's quite. Um, it's fancy. We only get some pretty uh, fancy people listening to this year's show. Um, yeah. And I also don't know. That, I assume that Sir Peepington Fartworthy is fifty percent Scottish, fifty percent English, but they could be fifty percent one flag and fifty percent another flag, and they could be a flag. Well, if it's fifty percent the English flag and fifty percent the Scottish flag, that's mm. the that's the Union Jack turning. Yes. It, Yes, it is, isn't it? Because they, which I, and you know, and we shouldn't really bring this up in this podcast, but it's a point of contention. The Welsh flag, like, they always just think there should be a big dragon in the middle of it. Uh, it bursting through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, absolutely just, like, bursting through. And maybe you're sort of burning bits of it off and yeah, yeah, saying, yeah. I'm big here, don't forget me. Yeah. Yeah, and then you, and it's got two huge red eyes, but you look close into the eyes and it's just two angry poo emojis. Ah. Uh. That's the best flag. That's right. That's what the flag <laughs> needs to be. My goodness. Yeah. Well, sir, peeping to fight with, if you have any say in this sort of thing, <laughs> get on the, your, sir, probably do. Um, well, sir, peeping to fight with, he sent two, what I would say is a, a quite incredible questions. And they're questions that I know most of our listenership are dying for the answers for. And, and I think you're the person that can oh. help us here, Ellery. Um, so oh, okay. I'm going to, we'll do what, let's sensibly, let's do one at a time. That's how, that's how they do it in the, yeah. in, in, you know, in the, in the, cleverest places on the planet so we'll go for question one right yes so uh i'm going to try and read this as it's written um why do lego not make big bum pieces oh oh big bum pieces yeah that's interesting to have a big bottom yeah i mean i don't know if it's so you can give all the little characters big bums or if it's so you could just decorate your buildings with a giant bum on the side <laughs> yeah the the yeah <laughs> they're quite good because you can hold things in bums can't you between the two <laughs> they'd be quite good to leave like walking sticks or sure yeah i can't think of anything else bikes <laughs> <laughs> bikes bike rack yeah definitely a good place for bike racks um i'm trying to think what lego lego have a whole harry potter set there's a wand, a wand uh you know all the wizard gear there's loads all of the stuff wizard gear and no yeah. and no bombs yeah yeah so it is odd isn't it that they don't do big bum i mean i like you say i, I don't know if sir popington fartworthy wants them for little figures but they say big bum pieces so if, if you gave a little figure a big bum they'd sort of fall over well, but see, now, if you look at a Lego piece, they're not the most anatomically accurate. I mean, their no. heads are as big as their bodies. Mm. So would you have something with that ratio, a bum as big as its as legs? Or would oh, you, wow. because I think an accurate, I think he's making an excellent point here because it, um, it would have to be a big bum piece because if they made a Lego bum piece the size that a Lego man would need, very, very, very small bum piece. Yeah, yeah choking hazard, and no one wants to choke on a bum. No, Trust that's very me. true. That is very true. Yeah, I mean, is it? You know, there is a thing of, of uh, Lego characters often have to sit in quite uncomfortable places. They often have to sit on the well, in fact, on the little Lego dots, which can't be comfortable. Having trod on can't, a Lego dot, really uncomfortable. Can't be comfortable. Also, they've got no knees, so their mm. legs just shoot straight out. Yeah, I mean, how do they do stairs? You know why I don't think they have bums? 
because they can't squat. Right. Because if you want a nice big bum, you have to do lots of squats. But if you've got no knees, how do you build up your bum? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and I suppose like with the no knees, if they were like to sit on the loo, the only way they could get off the loo is by rocking themselves forward <laughs> until they fell off and then their head would hit the floor and their bum would be in the air. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think, this is how I feel about Lego. Mm. Quite hard workers, very industrious, aren't they? You're mm. always building yeah. stuff, making stuff. I think they've purposely not been given bums so they can never sit down and rest. So they always must be working. Oh, that's quite sad. That's yeah. quite sad. So you're it's thinking like Lego, empire. Lego wouldn't give them big bum piece because then they just find these guys be like, I'm not building anything. I'm, I'm sitting on my big bum. I'm going to spend all day sitting on my sweet old big bum. So cozy. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be you lovely say... if you, you got the little instruction booklets and page one is just a Lego figure going, nah, I can't be bothered. I'm having to sit down. <laughs> i got a big bum now. I can yeah. spend my day sitting on it. If I said to you, Tinan, this is your option. Mm. You can either work all day and not rest or work all day and you can rest. But the only way you can rest is by having something shoved up you to hold you in place. Oh, no. Because that's how they sit, sitting on that big, hard, plastic, like, thing. What's the opposite of a hole? Well, they're called Lego dots. They're dots. They're they're little... I think they're called dots. And and, Or studs. That's it, studs, isn't it? Yeah. Studs. If you had to be... If you had to be, by your bum, shoved down on a stud, would you say, actually, I think I'll... I'll work through lunch. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, and it, I just can't imagine it's uncomfortable getting off it because you have to sort of peel like, yeah, you have to peel them off it, and then that would that'd probably be a bit like when you've got like cellotape yeah. in your face or something, you tear it off, and it's like ow, you know. Uh, Do you think Lego men have a union? Because this could be something that they could raise. <laughs> <laughs> there should be, shouldn't there? I mean, I I feel like. Yeah, you know, there's quite a, you know, there's there's very rarely do you see like a Lego toilet or a Lego kitchen. They don't really ever have like a Lego green room or staff room to hang out in. It's true. There's not a lot of it's space. It's always, for... it's always huge buildings, helicopters, ships, yeah, yeah, spacecrafts. What what about a deck chair? Yeah, that'd be really nice, wouldn't it? But yeah, just somewhere to relax. I mean, so so my my daughter's most recent uh, Lego um, toy gain was a little helicopter that has got like like water cannons on the side and somebody who's making a hot dog, but it's gone on fire, right? And and um and and so this poor person can't even have a hot dog; it's gone on fire. And then the other person's got to get what? in a helicopter because they can't even have a hot like. And and really, what a nice kit would be would just be someone sitting down having a hot dog. Yeah, just someone sitting down, have a, a lovely hot dog on a really nice big bottom. Yeah, that'd be a much nicer. Yeah, I mean, I'm starting to. I always really like Lego, but you're starting to make me think that they're they're pretty harsh in the way they they treat their minifigures. I don't think I even considered it until I heard about big bum pieces. I'd never put those pieces, if you will, together. Whoa. Wow. I know. Thank yeah. you. I mean it's really yeah, wow, that was that was brilliant. Thank I you. Because I, I did wonder <laughs> you've never you've never Lego brick raced, have you? I'm I'm assuming that's a whole different sport and No, no, it's very, very, very different Lego brick racing. Just yeah. I just do this traditional mm, yeah, yeah. traditional standards sort of a masonry 
brick racing yes. if you will yeah of course it's a different i know it's a different field i shouldn't really be comparing mm. it to it's it's really uh, I, I, please don't yeah. Yeah, I won't. Um, but what, what I do want to ask you before we move on to the next one, though, is if, you know, if um, Sir Peepington Fartworthy was thinking of the other way, maybe just like big bum bits that you could put on the big buildings, mm. you know, are there any buildings, Lego or, or just real, that you think would look better with a huge bum on them? I think most buildings would look mm. more inviting with a big old bum. Would it be, uh, you could have a bum as an entrance. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Then you got to walk. Or would into you have a bum. Yeah. actually a bum would be an exit, wouldn't it? You'd have yeah. a big mouth as an entrance. Yeah, yeah, and then the and bum... then a bum as an exit. Yes. <laughs> if we're going to be scientific about our our bum buildings, I think that's that's uh, I say a better idea, but I still don't like the idea that you've been pooed <laughs> out by a building. <laughs> that's something a bit like oh, I've been pooed out by the Empire State Building. Like there's something a bit <laughs> weird about that, isn't there? Yeah. That is, yeah, I'd quite like. See, I, I'm I'm a Star Wars fan. There's lots of Star Wars Lego, and I quite like the idea of the big Death Star Star Wars, but with a massive bum on it. <laughs> I think there's something very funny about that. I don't know. <laughs> I think everything in life can be improved with a big bum. Yeah, I'm convinced. Well, there's there's also there's the famous uh, Obi Wan Kenobi line of "That's no moon, that's a space station." But if it was a big bum, he'd go, "That is a moon. It's a big mooning bum," and that would be that's that would be me laughing for most of my life. Yeah. Well, well, no, I I mean I think I, I think you you know you sort of answered the, you know the question in that well sadly there should I think there should be big bum pieces it sounds like but but mainly it seems yeah. like Lego are just very mean to their their little guys and girls. I think Sir Poopington Bumworthy should write a letter to Lego HQ. Yes, yes. I like he's fartworthy, I should say, but you've added oh. but you've made the but I think the bum pieces why why won't we add a big bum piece to Sir Poopington Fartworthy and make him Sir Poopington Bumworthy? Well, um, it's because we've said bum more times than I've ever said in my life in about <laughs> <five minutes. laughs> it's, it's it's okay because you haven't said bum flaps, so that's it's okay. So oh, it's still, a few. It's still do you, do you think it, Sir Poopington Fartworthy has an agenda here? Now that I'm hearing his name again mm. and the fact that he wants bums everywhere. Well, it, it's funny you should say that because I, I don't know. Would you like to hear the second question? And I don't know if you'll get a theme from this. Okay, let's hear the second question. The second question from <laughs> Sir Poopington Fartworthy, who may or may not have an agenda uh, with, with yeah. the angry poo being their favourite emoji and talking about lego bum pieces the second question is why do you never hear famous people farting <laughs> it's like a one policy party yeah. <laughs> but, but i will say yeah that is a really good mm. question yeah have you ever heard a famous person fart no no i don't think i have no no have you ever heard a teacher fart? Oh, uh, do you know what? Not in memory, but I wonder if I did. And then, you know, uh, we had uh, we had to have our memories wiped because it was just so just so <laughs> terrible. Our maths teacher once farted in school. Wow. And um, we sh she could never teach again. Yeah, that's it. You have to just leave, don't you? That's it. You have to leave. Yeah, never that's come it. back. She just. She did a fart and then she went, I retire. And, we <laughs> and she left and we never saw her again. It is and, it is the most embarrassing thing I think a teacher could ever do. 
Yeah, because if they were like sick yeah. in class, like if they threw up everywhere, you'd still at least feel a bit sorry for them. But if fart is like, yeah. no, you've, you've that's it, you got to go. She, um, she also she once got herself stuck in a chair. So and th- we all forgave her for that, but the fart we thought we'll never be able <laughs> she to. She got stuck in a chair. Yeah, she got stuck in a chair. Was she a Lego person? Did she? Was... <laughs> <laughs> She got, well, she didn't get stuck in a chair. It was really weird. She was wearing a long cardigan and the mm. long cardigan got stuck in the chair. So she was, but she tried to carry on with the class. So for the rest of the class, she tried to teach whilst holding the, like holding the chair up. That's amazing. So she herself, it was her clothes, but it was a cardigan. I don't understand why she didn't take the cardigan off. This is, no, that's amazing. Is it, I, I hope that she's still holding that chair to this day. And did she, did she did she go around the, your farm with with the chair, holding the chair and you know yeah it's actually genius because she always had a seat on the bus yeah see it's quite nice in a way isn't it that you'd always have somewhere to sit down um, I'd sort of stick to my guns and be like well I'm not embarrassed by this I'm now just going to live with this chair as my as my sort of friend and um, yeah that's it yeah. Maybe she played the game. She played that. That's the best way. It's the best thing you can do is if you pretend that you're not embarrassed by the thing you're embarrassed about, mm. people don't care. It's genius. Yeah. So yeah. she was, She clearly acted like, no, this is just my chair. I like to hold it as I teach maths. Yes, that is it. So um, I have to, uh, there was a boy called Daniel at my school. And this, I, I hope you'll be impressed by this. I still think about this to this day as one of the best things I've ever seen. He... Um, when he came to school on there was something called a snake board and it was like a skateboard but it had two different moving bits for your feet and they were really stupid and they didn't last very long because everyone <laughs> fell off them and he skated into the middle of the playground on his snake board fell off it tumbled landed right on his face and everyone crowded round to laugh at him. But what he did was got up, joined the crowd, pointed at the centre and go, ha ha, look at that idiot that just fell on his face. Ha ha, he was stupid, stupid snakeboard. And everyone was like, what? But it was you, but now you're here and you're laughing. Amazing. And it confused everyone. And then they all just left and no one mentioned it again. Amazing tactic. Yeah. Incredible. Amazing. Yeah. What a genius snakeboarding boy. Yes, it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and I think about that often, about how how many times when... I mean, that's what that teacher that farted should have done, just walked away and went, who, who on earth would have farted? Ah, what an, what an idiot. Ah, and then just I left. think she might have gotten into trouble if she started pointing at one of the pupils and being like, <laughs> look who farted here. Like, we all saw you, Mr. He who smelt it, dealt it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant! Is it, but why? Why do you think famous? Because yeah, well, you've heard a teacher fart, but, but have, you, have you heard a famous person ever ever Trump? No. And the reason I say I saw a teacher fart is because obviously I saw it. I didn't see it. I smelt and heard <laughs> I didn't it. Didn't see it. Yeah. But obviously, it was such a rare occurrence because I remember it to this day. Like, I don't think anyone in authority, like authority figures, maybe don't fart. Mm. And is a celebrity an authority figure? Why don't celebrities fart? Yeah, I, I mean, maybe, may, maybe it's you know because often you see celebrities, you know, uh, they're on the red carpet. Maybe the red carpet's got things in it to like kind of hide fart sounds and smells. Maybe, maybe they wear like big sponge sponge pads, like big sponge knickers to absorb. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, it no, can't just be that you become famous and then then you don't fart anymore. You have an operation 
and they say, get rid of the thing that makes you fart. I'm on TV now. Yeah. Chop it off. That Whoa. can't happen. They can't just like, yeah. Do you think they've all got fake bums? Maybe, maybe when you get famous enough, you think, well, look, if I fart on the red carpet, like Mrs. Byers, the teacher, my career is over. If you fart on the red carpet, you have to announce to the paparazzi, I retire from show business. So maybe, <laughs> maybe they get their bums removed. My goodness. Maybe this is it. Maybe we're really uncovering some, some deep celebrity yeah. secrets here that most celebrities have had their bums removed, replaced with a fake bum, so they never, ever fart again. Because wow. you know that if you farted on stage, on the red carpet, hosting the Oscars, if you did a fart, Mm. career's over yeah it's a, it's a shame be because i think it'd be so, all these events would be more entertaining if they just farted throughout them it's like so you're here to talk about your brand new movie yes i am <laughs> but first hold it you know and then like sort of just just like did that as a well i think we'd all be yeah. happier but i'm just think probably yeah probably they'll never be taken seriously as good luck getting an oscar now fart face they'll say yeah that's really sad, isn't it? It's because like in the olden days there were films like Gone with the Wind, which I assume is about a fart. I've never seen it. <laughs> I've never seen it, so I assume that was all about farting. And nowadays yeah. we just don't we don't wanna you know And back yeah. back in the day when it was silent films, they were just guffing and farting the whole time. Yeah, of course. You couldn't so, hear them, so they farted all the time, yeah. Yeah. But if you look closely, look at their faces. People are farting. Definitely. So this is since films they're talking in films that's yeah. what that's what the difference is isn't it they had yeah. a, they had a big sit down the first talkie they gathered all the actors and went right guys good news is we're gonna hear you talk bad news is we gotta stop farting we've wow. got to stop farting people can't hear the dialogue <laughs> we need to change your diet we need to get a plug yeah. but things have to change around here wow Wow, that's yeah. I can imagine it must have been just so noisy and terrible for the sound crew as well. Yeah, you know. terrible for the sound mm. crew. This is why smell-o-vision hasn't been invented though, because people can still do the silent but deadly farts. Of course, of course. But as soon as smell-o-vision, as soon as smell-o-vision is invented, that's it. The end. Yeah. The end of farting as we know it. It'd be over, and then <laughs> and then who'd want to be a, a film star when you you can't even do a silent fart? I'm honestly, honestly trying to rack my brain. There must be a fart. There must be. There must be a recording of a famous fart. Surely yeah. Elvis. When he did all those sort of poses and wiggling his legs, you'd think that a <laughs> fart would just escape yeah. during all that, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it has to be. Surely, surely when he was doing his little hip thrusts and his wiggle, a fart escaped. Yeah. Almost certainly. But but then maybe all the music behind him kind of covered it up. You know, like that's the thing with the musicians. I can kind of see yeah. how they'd get away with it because there's all the music and some of those music sounds like farts or beats. And so you wouldn't be able to tell. Musicians who like to use big bands and lots of trumpets all hide in a secret, a Hollywood secret. Yeah, that's, that's what they... <laughs> that's what it is. And that's why in, in films there's always lots of music... And it's just covering up all the, the farts. Oh, so all those romantic moments in films where they're sort of looking out into the distance yeah. and it's all a big crescendo music. They're actually just pausing for a fart. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's not that dramatic. <laughs> it's just yeah. that we need to not hire the... <laughs> the bit on the Titanic when they're both 
Jack's holding Kate and their arms are spread out and it's music and they're staring into the they're just having a real long little twin fart. <laughs> That's it. Well, there's also well, that's that's. I mean, well, I think that makes that film much better, as far as I'm concerned. And also, <laughs> it really explains why the Titanic sank. Because I think it'd just be like, whoa, no, we, that's it, going under. Um, but I was going to say, there's all those action films where there's explosions in it, and of course, then you'd have to be really careful when, because if you farted and it made the, you know, it made the explosion worse, or yeah, a fireball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then I suppose that maybe you'd have a stunt farter. Is that how that works? I don't know. Why would you need? Why would you need a stunt farter? To fart in the bits where it's too dangerous for you to fart. I mean, I don't want to sort of step on your creativity. Sure, sure. <laughs> but so, but these are for films where they need farting. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's where I've gone wrong. You're right. They, <laughs> they don't need the here. farting. So you you wouldn't need a stunt farter unless you were to purposefully but, fart. Yeah, that's right. Yes, but I, but I do think maybe you can get stunt doubles for everything, and it would make sense if you didn't want to fart in your contract and you went, "I would like to get a stunt farter in, please." Yes, Billy yes, Big it would. Bum comes along. Yeah, yeah, cracking farts. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's. <laughs> I'm known for my farts. Yeah, I farted <laughs> for all the greats. Wow, that'd be amazing. <laughs> that'd be amazing. <laughs> I mean, that, the other thing that we, you know, to come back to, to question one as well is, I suppose, if celebrities farted, there's quite a lot of Lego sets of movies. They'd have to mm. add big bum pieces to all of them, and, and yeah. maybe Lego have something to do with this. This is what he wanted. This is the agenda. Mm. Big bum pieces. Why don't celebrity farts? I yeah. see you, Sir Poopington Fartworthy. <laughs> was that close? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, see that what was you correct. Want. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's it's not a name you hear very often. <laughs> no, no, and it's no, it's really not. It's really not. And as I said, I just I'm honoured that they listen to the show. We really get a range of uh, a range of famous uh, celebrities who presumably <laughs> don't fart uh, when they listen to the show. Um, yeah, it's uh, well, you know, I I feel like we've uncovered uh, some really d- deep kind of uh, bum secrets. Um, some, bum some spirity bum bum spirity theories that's it and, and i you know i worry i i don't it feels like it needs an investigation of its own um someone someone mm. clever needs to go out there and really kind of t- tackle this properly yeah yeah do you feel up someone to with probes me <laughs> i'm very busy racing bricks <laughs> oh sure yeah sorry sorry yeah and i i've got other stuff to do i, I want to eat an apple uh after this so i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna investigate i really want an apple so very busy adults yeah exactly there's a lot going on well hopefully so people to thought where is you know hopefully we've kind of unearthed what what it might be and maybe they can now spend uh the, the they're, they're a sir they've probably got loads of money they can probably spend <laughs> the, the time and money actually investigating and, and finding out what what the truth is you know yeah yeah best of luck to you sir yeah very good luck very good luck well well thank you Ellery, for um for, for for having the time you know th- these were very serious subjects uh needed someone <laughs> with your level of expertise um and, and i appreciate you having the time have you got a busy you said you've got a busy day ahead you got brick, brick racing this afternoon yeah um i was just training we do lots sure. of sort of uh sort of uh conditioning work really stretching mm. the bricks out again quite hard to stretch mm. a brick but 
they're mainly just one shape. Sure. Um, yeah, conditioning. And then we're just going to work on trying to cut down some time Cool. before cool. the big race on Saturday. Oh, is it this Saturday? I had no idea. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah it's a big one. It's a big race. Big brick race. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you again for, uh, yeah, I can't believe you. I can't believe you had time to chat when, when, when you've got all that going on. So um, thanks again. It's been, it's been a joy having you on the show and, and hopefully, uh, well, good luck on Saturday and, and we'll hope you see you soon. See you soon. Bye. Thanks so much to Ellery Morgan for answering Sir Poopington Fartworthy's very important questions. And hopefully Lego are listening to this show and will soon make big bum pieces for all their minifigures and all the buildings and several special Builder Big Bum sets. If you need your question answering on this show, then... Oh no, sorry, that's the Egyptian god Horus there asking. Sorry, what's he asking? Ah, thanks very much. Uh, I've got a leprechaun translating for me, which is very handy. Um, Horus apparently wants to know if I can get him a chocolate from the shop. No, Horus, I don't even know where the shop here is. I'm sure it only takes gold pieces as well. I don't have any of those. Um, So sorry, if any of you listeners have better questions for this show, then please do get your chattering shabaroons, I'm sorry, grown-ups, to help you email them to us at podcast.comedyclub4kids.co.uk. If you'd like to win a free six-month subscription to Britannica magazine as well, then do email in your favourite weird or funny facts too, but only if you're in the UK. And of course, do check out our brilliant t-shirts in all sizes, even grown up. Mm. No, sorry, not in giant size. Well, unless you want to wear one as a finger glove or an ear covering, would that work? <laughs> Great, then yes, all sizes at comedyclubforkids.store. And of course, check out all our live shows too at comedyclubforkids.co.uk and come and see us real in the real world, not on this silly myth world, which I have to say I've had a lot of fun here at the Comedy Club for Myths. But now I quite want to go back to my Comedy Club for Kids HQ now because I don't really have real tea, uh, you know, and I don't feel very good after that siren song. That basilisk keeps looking at me and licking its lips, which is making me feel very uncomfortable. Um, Stuart Leprechaun, how do I leave here? I've got to wait for the third blood moon and then I'll be carried away by the Kelpies right uh, and when's the next blood moon that I have to wait for 4,000 years oh great well I'm quite annoyed I ever visited then to be honest and all the food here is imaginary I'm starving what about if I just stop believing in all of you will that get me home Great. Well, um, this is all mythical nonsense and you are all too silly to be real. Ah, home sweet home. Back in lovely CC4K HQ. And now to put my feet up and have a lovely, lovely cuppa of real, real tea. Never me this! Who is the stinkiest but also the worstest and the stupidest? It is you, ah, silly human legs! Ah, oh, great. You'd have to be the one that comes with, wouldn't you? Any ideas where I can get some sphinx removers? Anyone? Ugh. See you next week. Bye! You have been listening to Comedy Club for Kids Presents! Radio nonsense, radio nonsense, radio nonsense, radio nonsense, it's the end.